the future of Bitcoin and crypto in general uh, will continue to fluctuate and make waves and uh, give us transformational uh, progress. It will give us also a big hand to uh, come out of this uh, global uh, pandemic. The pandemic has accelerated everything into digital, so uh, crypto was no exception. Uh, decentralized finance, non-fungible tokens, and all these markets are boomed as people were sitting at home and playing, let's say, with uh, uh, digital assets. Uh, on the other hand, these days than ever, Uh, central banks are committed to printing uh, their way out of economic crisis. So this raises twin dangers as regards of inflation and devaluation of the currencies. Uh, this process erodes real wages on people's life savings and uh, as a result around the world, uh, everyone is turning to Bitcoin, for example, as a long-term uh, store of value. Hello, and welcome back to this year's series of podcasts of Democracy in Limelight. I'm Nancy Mukherjian, DCN moderator and host. And in today's episode, we will discuss whether digital economies can be sustainable. And our guests are Dimitris Dimitriadis from Greece, He's a digital futurist, public speaker, podcaster, and a storyteller. And also uh, Artyom Harutunyan from Armenia, architecture owner at Fast Token, uh, as well as team lead at Broktacon Fintech Singapore. They will so far share their predictions and points uh, of use on cryptocurrencies in general and what impact they have on economy and how they are changing the economic environment. We know that the price is certainly volatile, but over time, Bitcoin and uh, crypto in general shows an unmistakable upward parabolic appreciation where fiat currencies including uh, the dollar, have steadily lost much of their value si since uh, mid-20th century. So we need to separate the recent overhyped, let's say, speculative activity of the crypto market from the fundamentals of what crypto and blockchain will bring to the society over time because the ideas and the technology are transformational. Of course, now we see the recent craziness and uh, all, let's say, the bull run and uh, the whole uh, uh, hype around crypto markets, but uh, these are not based on uh, uh, the fundamentals. Uh, we need to understand that the future of Bitcoin and crypto in general uh, will continue to fluctuate and make waves and uh, give us transformational progress. As for Armenia locally, the situation is pretty much the same way as in the rest of the world. 
Uh, we have about uh, 250 people community in Armenia. We have about uh, several exchanges where you can go and uh, exchange your cryptocurrency to fiat and other way around. You have probably seen Bitcoin bus in Armenia and other places in the center of Yerevan where you can do those operations. However, it's still not regulated legally. So legally, if you ask your lawyers, if you ask the central bank, it's in gray market. Exchanges receiving money, even if from Binance Global, you might have still problems. And that is what holds uh, community and development a little bit back. Because sometimes when you are thinking about it uh, more from business perspective, you don't know how big you can go with it because someday government can come after you. So even harsh regulations are good and we don't have them in Armenia. So this needs lobbying, this needs uh, speaking about, etc. As for development, uh, you know, a couple of very awesome blockchain development companies are right now uh, based in Armenia. I personally work in Bad Construct, Soft Construct, the biggest IT company in Armenia, which has already have uh, three years, already has a blockchain division. So the biggest IT company believes in blockchain and cryptocurrencies and thinks that all our products at, uh, in the future should go to blockchain and use cryptocurrencies. You see that that's a pure signal when an IT company this big decides to do that. But I believe that uh, we will look back at this period in time as the point where the general public was given the opportunity to understand cryptocurrencies and uh, give them a real hard look and learn that uh, coins are uh, not the magic internet uh, funny money, but instead is a legitimate decentralized way to transact value uh, without all the things of uh, banking institutions and uh, government uh, uh, control and uh, devaluation, uh, we will see that uh, this is uh, a magic moment in history. Of course, uh, we are in a transitioning period uh, in which established players, they understanding the value and uh, they come into play. And uh, every, every day we are witnessing a, a blistering pace of digitalization of economies and, of course, our lives and the growing demand for uh, digital, global and borderless money is uh, here to stay. And uh, uh, when it comes to uh, cryptocurrencies, we cannot, let's say, put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, we are here right now and uh, uh, the global community will understand the value very, very soon. As Dimitris mentioned, uh, public adoption is the main key. And for that, we need uh, popularizing it. Okay, so there are two ways. We could start fighting the market and uh, advertising it again and again and move slowly. It is going to happen a bit other way uh, to my vision, which is not bad. So governments slowly understand that uh, they can't fight against it, right? And when you can't fight against something, you need to lead it. So what they do is, like in China's example, they are creating their own cryptocurrency and they try to 
forbidden the rest. They try to fight the rest. They try to overcome the rest, which is not bad yet. Then at some point, people will massively adopt it, start using cryptocurrencies, even governmental ones, which are not really decentralized, which are not really fair, which are not really as awesome as traditional cryptocurrencies are. But that I would call a Trojan horse. So once people adopt government cryptocurrencies, we have nothing to do with Dimitris. <laughs> They'll do the job for us. Then people start will start understanding how awesome the decentralized uh, cryptocurrencies are like Bitcoin, like Litecoin, Ethereum, and they will slowly switch to those if they need, and they will need. So half the job is being done by uh, governments, the rest half of explaining people how good actual decentralized ones are, anonymous, uh, uh, how, how anonymous they are, how unstoppable they are, how unblockable and fair they are. Uh, we will come to the concept of Web3. So I'm not going to, we, we are short on time, uh, not going to fully explain what Web3 is, but I would, uh, in short, explain it like, you know, internet as we know right now is called Web2. And the internet of future, the decentralized one, is going to be Web3, where everything is totally fair, totally decentralized, uh, totally unstoppable and out of control of any single government. So these are the first steps to it. And uh, uh, as Dimitri said, this is a big, this is big thing, what is happening now. I would um, compare it to the very beginning of internet industry. Exactly. Bitcoin has gone from a white paper concept to an official reserve currency in just 12 years. These feel like once in a lifetime uh, chance that are happening in front of us today. So I can't wait to see what sort of innovation and growth the next decade will bring to the digital world. So uh, let's see. Thank you for the futuristic thoughts and perspectives uh, for the upcoming generation. They will uh, certainly share those thoughts uh, as well as our audience with us. So thank you for being with us as well. And share your thoughts, uh, be active on our social media and follow DCN podcast uh, for the future. Thank you. The following series of podcasts are being conducted by Digital Communication Network in partnership with Friedrich Naumann Foundation for Freedom and World Learning.